0: Have you ever wondered how the separate threads of your life fit in to one big picture? How the individual moments of challenge and triumph connect to one another to form the great meaning of your life? I am Anna Mullins, your life story editor, and I'm convinced that making sense of our deepest pain can help us understand our deepest purpose. In my speaker training program and on this podcast, I help people weave together those confusing, often shameful pieces of their past, revealing the life-changing lessons that create their profound new story. Welcome to Unapologetic Stories, where secrets are out and the truth is in. Welcome back, storytellers. We are in a great treat today because if you have been following along since season one, you will actually recognize the name of my guest today. I am interviewing the very first editor and contributor and creator of this very podcast, which back in season one, otherwise known as pre-COVID, pre-COVID, was actually known as Unapologetic Connections. And back then, there was no host, just a variety of voices from the unapologetic community. And it was all started by my guest today. But a ton changed, a ton has changed since then. And we're going to talk about that today, of course, namely, you know, like a pandemic, that's the big change. Um, But more importantly, as well, a major career change and overhaul for Haley. Haley is my guest today. But what hasn't changed is my dear friendship and admiration and love for her. So let me tell you a little bit about Haley Lowen now to get us started before I bring her on. Haley's personal portfolio includes an intense range of sexually negative experiences that have inspired her current work with women through photography. Her years of being focused, of being the focus of slut shaming, horrible slut shaming, overexposed her sexuality and created a distorted image of how she should look and should behave. Triggered by society's continued exploitation of sexual negativity, Haley's traumatic sexual experiences have now empowered her to help other women feel comfortable with their own sexual identity. Big, big mission here. While capturing boudoir images, she helps women find their inner goddess, reclaim their feminine power and work towards healing the multi-generational trauma that continues to shame women's sexuality. Welcome Haley Lowen back to
1: unapologetic stories. Wow. Thank you. I love that bio. It's so good. It's so good when you're saying I was like yeah yeah uh, did, did I hear that your husband wrote that for you he's my editor Yay! <laughs> I love that it helps to have some a teacher with a um, an English degree in your home right right very very helpful very mm-hmm.
0: very helpful my husband would actually agree every time he needs me to like edit an email he's like
1: well that's helpful yeah. He, yeah. He just knows how to put everything together to make it look, sound so like, yeah, you take it right out of my head or you took it right out of my mouth. Like, why couldn't I have done that? And then I remember, right, I'm not that, you know, I'm not the the greatest with
0: words. No, but, but I- you are the greatest with so many other things, including this photography as well. Including oh, the photography, we're going to talk about it. Um, let's just start, though, for those that are out there listening and very curious. Let's start first with a quick explainer of where you've been. So, for those who have listened in the past, and I kind of just gave a teaser of this anyway, they will know that you started off as a contributor on this podcast. You were part of that group. You were more than part of that group, literally, the um, inspiration behind bringing those voices together for season one. They also will know that you were a former psych nurse and the owner of a company called I Am Blessed Mala Beads. But when COVID hit, you immediately went back to the front lines. You rekindled that love and career in nursing, and you returned to healthcare. So that was the biggest reason, at least after COVID first hit, that you were not able to continue on with the editing of the podcast at the time. Uh, there was much more important things to be done in healthcare at that time, and still is to this day. But tell us about that. Tell us about that choice. What made you leave the
1: entrepreneurial space in general? And
0: I am blessed, Mala beads at that
1: time. I think it was a feeling or a sense of like duty during that time. You know, right. I had gone to school. I got my nursing degree and I, you know, loved it like so much. When I first started, I had this huge passion for it and I felt like I could be creative in it. And that's kind of who I am. I'm a creative person. And um, when I started working in the emergency room, I really didn't, I felt like my creativity was almost slammed in a way because it was go, 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 go. And I really didn't have a, a, the space to to talk to somebody and to really get to know them and to be there for them and um, create uh, a wellness plan for them, you know, which I felt like uh, I, I loved so much about my job. So that's when I switched over to I am blessed mala beads where I could be more creative and still have that wellness uh, or provide wellness for people through meditation and ways that I know that is, that have helped me. Right. So when I got into I am blessed mala beads and it became successful and, uh, you know, I, I, I was doing multiple live vi- videos. I was talking to people every single day I was doing podcasts I had my own podcast we were working on 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 your podcast and it was like I was go 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 go, do 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 and I was even putting more stuff on me I felt like I was back in the emergency room yeah totally we could feel that for sure yeah and it was like okay no that something's gotta gotta change right and I need to get that passion back to like helping people and in that creative space So I did what I normally do. And because I'm very much uh, all in or all out kind of person, I just said, fuck it. And I left everything. And I went right back to nursing and found something where I do feel like I am um, a part of something bigger. I'm I'm actually helping people uh, with the overdose crisis right now and um, working more one-on-one as like, like a case manager. And I have that time and space to work with people, but I'm finding right now is I'm having maybe, I have a little bit too much space and I'm, I miss a, a this happy medium. Haley likes the happy medium where it's not too busy and it's not too, too boring. So then I thought, okay, well, what else can I do? And it's funny, a little while back, I took this mentorship with Christy Remember Christy from Christy photography Christy
0: powers. Yes. She was yes. not only one of our kind of, a, she was, she was a part-time contributor. I think in season one, she came on a couple of times yes. and then she was a guest on season two for me, where she sort of announced to the world that she had become an ADHD coach and had been diagnosed later in life with ADHD. So I'm presuming that's the Christy powers we're talking about.
1: Yes. Christy powers. I was forgetting her last name there for a minute. I can't believe that I would, but anyway, um, I, yeah, did a mentorship with her. I was really only for one day, but we went to uh, Henry's. I think it was called Henry's. It's a place where you go and you you buy like photography equipment. And I just went like, okay, here's my credit card and spent like $7,000 on photography equipment thinking that I was, yeah, I'm going to be a photographer now. And, you know, I did what I did and I went all in and I started photographing like families and um, my daughter, which i mean it's worth every single penny of whatever i spent on photography equipment cuz i love photographing her um, but then there's a call like to do to do more again i was thinking about okay well my own journey and why like i thought about everything that i've been through in my life and how i can support people through photography based on what i knew and what I've grown and, and known about myself. And now I, I kind of think back in my life and in the ways that I wish that I could have been when I was younger, like what I could have said to the slut shamers or what I, I could have said to the men who are just like, okay, well, let's, do, let's get together. Right. Instead of saying no, I was always yes, because I'm such a people pleaser. And a rubble at the same time, which is very strange. But anyway, <laughs> I, I wanted to go back to that girl and be like, you know what? Uh, life, living a life as an empowered, like woman who can say no, who can look at their body and be like, you know what? I, I am beautiful. I am sexy. Uh, I am perfect just as I am. Doesn't matter what my body looks like. Doesn't matter, you know, if I have zits, pimples, stretch marks, whatever. I am absolutely gorgeous because really you're the one that helped me to see this is that I'm a create. I'm, I am a creative because I am a woman. I am the embodiment of creativity because I'm a woman. Cause I create life life. Literally. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah. And Literally. that you helped me to see that. And mm. I wanted to show women that as well through photography. And I see when, when they look at those photos of themselves and they look, they're like, wow, that's me. Right, because nobody looks at themselves like that, right. Anymore, like you don't look in the mirror and you know, like we really pre-
0: don't. And no. do you know what, what I'm finding so interesting in this conversation too is, is we had this big kind of seismic shift, literally this pandemic, which kind of it shook everybody up. I mean, let's not even dance around that. Everybody was shaken up in some way or another. We all had to make different choices. I'm still making different choices to cut back on things because. We had to reprioritize what was important to us. And in a big way, and what I'm hearing from you, Haley, as well is, and I think this is really kind of something that people can ground into as they're listening. We also had to figure out again, why we were doing what we were doing, why we made the decisions in the beginning, right? And for you, it sounds to me like the thread was, I just really want to be able to help people in a bigger way. But this added kind of clarity through the pandemic is I want to be able to help people express themselves in the deepest way possible that really kind of overcomes a lot of what happened to them in the past. And in many, many ways, and I still have tremendous gratitude for you for this, for even opening up this platform at all, making space for it, is that that's what you were doing here is making space for the expression of people's full story who they are in every capacity, no matter what, as you say, wrinkles, zits, whatever, but also past experiences, past pain, past things that you were ashamed of or shameful for. And here you are again in this kind of new expression in the photography world. I really, really want to kind of dig in on this with you because I find it just incredibly fascinating. What, or tell me about a experience for yourself that became kind of the hinge moment in the development of your own, I'm going to kind of plug in the word, either sexuality or even sexual trauma, something where you're looking back now and having clarity that your why was really rooted in helping people through their sexual expression versus Mm -hmm. just
1: expression in general. Uh, Honestly, A major moment was when I had willow my little girl um which really was only five years ago Uh, but when I was pregnant I felt like a goddess and she was kind of like that she and my body was like that creative fire that sparked inside of me and I really got to know who I, I was at that time as a sexual being and um let me tell you the stretch marks <laughs> and, and everything that my body did. Um, I didn't care. Yeah, you know, I, I looked in the mirror and I didn't care because I felt fierce. And my goal at that time was to never forget that feeling. So to me, that was a hinge moment because, I don't know, I just felt so powerful as a woman creating this beautiful being.
0: Right. And had you not felt that way before this time, because I have the polar opposite like reaction here. It, my experience is actually the opposite, which is pre my body changing. I knew it at, with children. I should say I plug in that after I had my children, I didn't recognize my body at all. I didn't feel like I knew it. And even though I loved being pregnant, loved the feeling of being pregnant, I actually felt really out of body afterwards. I didn't recognize myself. It was hard for me to re-identify in that space. So did you feel like, was this the reverse for you? Were you uncomfortable in your body pre-children and then comfortable after? I find that really fascinating.
1: Okay. So you kind of know a little bit about my story around miscarriage. So I've, yeah, I've, I've had six miscarriages. So to me during that time, my body was flawed oh
0: so related to the miscarriage i see yeah
1: yeah so then i would look at it like this this is my own experience okay so, like i looked at it like a broken machine hmm. you know and it's just like okay well i'm broken you know and i it, really that that was that was a, a big part but leading even just even leading up to that was all like the shame that i had put on me when I was younger because I was very skinny when I was younger and um, people would always say oh Haley you're so beautiful and you're so skinny and oh I wish I could be like that and then I would gain a few pounds and then I wouldn't get that anymore it, nobody would say anything anymore and I'd be like oh I must not be pretty anymore right and then I would I, I developed a eating disorder And how old were you
0: when that started? So we're going, we're going back now because in your bio, you mentioned this slut shaming. So I'm interested to kind of know when did that arise for you? And was it tied specifically to your body?
1: When I look back at pictures of myself, I did not feel beautiful at that time. Right. But I look, I look at those pictures right now and I think, wow, you were really beautiful or you are really beautiful.
0: Mm, Darn hindsight. Hey, Mm
1: -hmm. so I think the reason why I was getting attention was because I was beautiful. And I really liked that attention because I was a people pleaser. Right. Right, I was pleasing others. And so really when people would tell me uh, to jump, I would say how high, and I would jump until like my fucking feet would bleed. I went to college to please others. I kept a certain body shape to please others. I dated certain men for others, which I repeatedly was slut shamed for. But um, everything I did was done to earn that pat on the back. Looking at that part of me and feeling like I didn't really even know who I was. Right. I I had to step back and take a deep dive and into where that type of behavior had gotten to me, which was an eating disorder, which was a mood disorder, which it was identity issues, divorced, a job I hated. I know there's more, but I don't want to scare everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not scaring at all. I think it's, it's really bringing to light a lot of things that um, I always love when things begin to intersect, when we start to understand why people are the way they are, why we show up the way we do and why um, certain, even certain conditions might manifest when we're trying to regain a sense of control over things we feel wildly out of control of. It can really change our behavior in many ways. And for you, that's what I'm hearing happened here. So we have this upbringing for you where I think this sort of already cemented in, then you have the experience as you are trying to start your family of having these six miscarriages. And that's the story that you shared in the speaker training program as well. -hmm. Which was really, really powerful and like soul shaking at the time, and still powerful when I think about it. Like it's giving me goosebumps, even thinking about some of the language that you use to describe the pain that that was for you. That gives you the impression, again, that your body is not pleasing society in some way, pleasing the role that you have, obviously, the goals you have for your family who knows what expectations the, re- the larger family unit has for you as well. And then kind of take us back to this moment where you have Willow, your beautiful daughter, your body does change. And yet here you are feeling like, and this is the moment, this is the moment where I feel most like myself. Does that feel true?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, despite everything, everything that I went through, the feelings of not feeling adequate as a woman, I created this beautiful being. She's my greatest creation. Yeah. Right. So to me, it's like, I, I don't know, I, I let go of all of the trauma Yeah. of my past, of a, like feeling inadequate, um, all like all the, the babies that I'd lost, everything. And I see her and I'm like, okay, I like, I'm okay. Like she, uh, she's like my therapist. A way. <laughs> Your like, secret therapist. <laughs> my secret therapist and in no way, shape or form do I put my trauma on my kid. I just have to say this. I'm, I I take <laughs> great pride in that. <laughs> um, I'm very, 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 um, Careful not to do that. Yeah. And I
0: often say too. I'll just add in there just to validate for you. I often say my children are my higher calling. Mm. So even when they, I mean, hopefully they feel in some way that I, I am called to be better because of them, but not, um, they, they, I don't hold them responsible whether or not I do good in the world or whether or not I feel good about myself. I mean, and I think that's what you're trying to say here. It's like, they just become your higher calling to -hmm. really turn things around to dig deeper when you need to, to find that resiliency when you need to. So
1: yeah, I, I feel that entirely. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but but she, I, I just see the confidence in her building. I mean, she's only five years old, but even as a teenager, I want us to walk around and, 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 and bathing suits and, 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 not care, you know, and, and Absolutely. feel confident in wherever we're at. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love that. And, and even defining and starting to build a more healthy kind of balanced view of sexuality early on, I think is key, but tell me now shift me into the work you're doing. So your website is boudoir with Haley. So Haley is now literally doing boudoir photography for other women who may or may not have felt disempowered at some point in their life and are looking to regain a sense of control over, would you say their sexuality? Would you plug that word in?
1: Yeah, I would plug that word in. But honestly, I think historically women have been tamed. Yeah. And the wild, creative, sexual, sensual woman is still feared most women have been multi-generationally tamed through epigenetic trauma, which I'm so fascinated by, by the way. Um, And we all have that wild woman within us and I see her when I'm taking boudoir photos and every woman that comes to a boudoir session leaves feeling very liberated and like that cage that has been opened and I guess that's it for me right there so my years of jumping higher for people have ended and I'm no longer caged by other people's desires for me right and I'm I feel free to roam like wildly through whatever this life takes me Mm. and it was boudoir photography that helped me to see this and I know that women that I photograph feel this too I love that. and I've seen your work
0: online and it actually does translate that way as well. as I'm looking at it, I'm like, she does feel very Glenn and Doyle untamed right now. She does feel very uncaged. There is this like energy that comes through that feels like it was dying to be seen
1: mm-hmm. and
0: dying to be felt. Is that personally what inspired you to explore this particular style of photography? Because that's unique to go niche into boudoir. right off the top i mean that takes a certain kind of inspiration where you go if i'm going to do any type of photography i'm going to do the type where i uncage other women or give them space make space for them to be uncaged untamed in that way when was the first moment that you felt that way when you felt i mean obviously post willow you have this sense of creation but from a uh the standpoint of kind of regaining control over your sexuality and feeling really untamed. Was there a catalyst moment for you that really springboarded you into this niched out work?
1: I, well, looking back, cause I did, a, I've done a lot of work recently, like through um, EMDR. Right. Yeah, yeah. With my therapist and, and oh, around, it's great. And a lot came up around the slut shaming, mm. yeah, and how that has affected my life, mm. and me really wanting to get rid of that. So through through that, get rid of that shame, right? So through EMDR, I've been able to to clear that. So now I'm looking at myself, and I'm just like, okay, well now I no longer have that shame, right? I I can really walk with my head held high and be okay with with who I am and being okay with like wearing something and and not feeling like I have to put a cover over myself because I'm going to offend somebody Mm. you know what I mean like like really fuck that Mm -hmm. you know this is this is my life this is my body and if you're uncomfortable with that maybe you need to take a little look into your own self yeah yeah That's big. That was mean. I'm sorry. No, don't
0: don't people please right now. Do not people please right now. There I am. I need more work. We're not rewinding back. Um, but this is it's it's amazing though, too. And and we talk about this a lot. I've talked about this on the podcast before about the power of moving through trauma, getting to that place of kind of post-traumatic growth or post-traumatic wisdom. Um by way of full expression. And that can often happen through writing. There's a lot of science that shows the tremendously powerful and positive effects of actually writing through trauma or expressing through trauma or speaking your truth regarding trauma. And this is just one other medium as well. It's like to even have some of these stories and the shame to be able to bypass that by working through a really probably cathartic and, and therapeutic process of boudoir even of almost, I hate to say it's almost like therapizing this, but it is in a way when you're moving through shame. And when we finally put ourselves out there and we realize we look at this photography, we look at the untamed versions of the women behind the camera and in front of the camera and think, wow, wow like we're inspired at the level of their courage. We're inspired by their bravery, but we're inspired also that they didn't necessarily root into that as the reason they were doing it. It wasn't about being brave. It was just about being them. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: hopefully with the goal of someday it not having to be a brave thing to just show up as yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like women of all body shapes really do feel a lot of shame. Doesn't matter if you're skinny, doesn't matter anything, any body shape, doesn't matter. And we try to live up to these like standards of what women should look like and we're publicly judged, shamed, and really uh, ridiculed for it. But however, I do feel like we're starting to see a shift through the positive like body movement. Um, Like people, like the birds papaya for example yes who are helping women to see that no matter what their bodies look like it is a fucking gorgeous fierce vessel a life-giving and magical body beyond words and i i want to show women through this t- style of photography that the only person that they need to please is themselves yeah And sometimes we need to see our like naked truths to really get us to that place. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It does. Yeah. We need to
0: see our naked truth. And it's so true. Whether again, whether you're doing this work behind the camera or in front of the camera or with no camera present at all, it's like really uncovering and revealing the truth of who we are. And I think more importantly too. Why we do have the shame that we have, why we do carry that shame, as you said, it's like, it's so monumental to just figure that out and go, oh, I didn't realize that this was guiding so many of my decisions. I didn't realize this was guiding the people pleasing. I didn't realize this was guiding my relationships and the way that I respond in my family or to my friends or to men or whoever. But to know the reason why you do it and take back control of that, I think is a really powerful message here too, outside of Boudoir photography. And then you add in that medium if you feel called to it and not everybody will feel called to it, but if you do, what is the outcome? You you mentioned kind of like you have these women that leave feeling really free after right. what has been the experience of the clients in doing this and kind of, and really I'm just going to say it taking their clothes off and having somebody else <laughs> photograph them
1: with yeah. not a lot
0: on how about owning the naked truth what's the outcome that you're seeing
1: yeah so um in the beginning i see a lot of like hesitation but i i feel like i'm a very safe person i would never i'm i'm very non judgmental mm and I feel like people feel that they see my truth yeah you know they see why I want to do this for for myself and for them really Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when they in the beginning it's really people struggle right you can see the layers kind of being taken off yeah literally but you know what I mean yeah (laughs) literally
0: (laughs) and spiritually okay yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) exactly and then it at the end of it that these women are just like freaking fierce I want to say goddesses but I feel like that's cliche I feel like it's the their fierce selves Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. which
1: really is a goddess but you know what I mean like all these layers of shame and guilt and people pleasing or whatever it is multi-generational trauma whatever has all been taken off not just their clothes so And there's this freedom, like you say, at the end and a huge smile on their face. And it's like their spirit has been like cleansed in a way. And then when they see, because I'm I'm the type of person where it's like, okay, these women are leaving so freaking happy. I want them to see how beautiful they are, like right there. uh, Yes, I show them, you know, pictures in the camera, but they're like little, (laughs) little prints, right? You can't really see them, but I send them an edited photo, like right away. This is you. Yeah. like look at this as you and it's not just your body it's the spirit that's you ev- like evoked in the picture that's come undone that's not tame anymore mm. that's let go that's the their, their true selves and i see it this as something so freaking profound and so deep and i know i'm maybe being a little bit weird about how deep i'm getting here but it's It's profound to me and it's beautiful and it's life-changing and I love it. And that's why I do it. And there was just this intuitive call. Like, it was just like, Haley, this is what you need to do. That's why I bought the freaking $7,000 worth of camera equipment when I didn't even know how to take a freaking picture. Like, who does that? And, and then, end, does that. I had an intuitive call just do it. And my husband's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Send the intuition back. I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to pay for it. Oh. Uh, it's like, what else? What else is going to happen? Anyway, um, yeah, I'm just so glad that. I am witness, like, I feel so blessed to be witness to these women shedding those layers.
0: Yeah, I I relate to that. And it's not too much when you say it just feels so profound to you. I get that. I get that is precisely the experience that I have with speaker training. It is oftentimes and many times the experience I have even interviewing guests on the podcast. When you begin to see the full expression of somebody, you release things that have been hidden away, things that have been tamed or caged or shamed, usually shamed. And then we witness somebody kind of stepping out. And I said this recently on a podcast that it feels like you're watching the sunrise on a new day. You're literally like, and that is a visual that came to me and and literally comes to me every time I witness story. I feel like we see an entirely new day in a human being, we see an entirely new, fresh start open with possibility for what comes next. And that's what I'm hearing from you as well is, is what you're witnessing and the blessing it is to be able to be in witness, no matter what you do, but be in witness to somebody's story really evolving.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what I was missing with I am Bless mala beads. Right. Right. Cause it was, it's a product and I'm giving that product away. Yeah, and And it's a
0: beautiful product, by the way. Thank you. beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) it's a beautiful product. Beautiful company, which is now owned by somebody else. I think. I think you sold that company. Oh, that's a whole other podcast,
1: man. (laughs) Whole other podcast. (laughs) That's a tough one.
0: (laughs) Sold the company. Yeah, that must have been very, very difficult. I can imagine. Must have given away your baby, but
1: yes, but it needed to happen. It was. It was part of my growth, but yeah, it's, it's giving that physical product away and, and yes, I might get an email or, Hey, this is, this is great. And that felt really good, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough. Like I, I, this, I get to be witness Mm. to this, like really therapy or whatever you want to call it, like therapeutic work, I would say, or therapeutic boudoir. Maybe I should call it that. (laughs) (laughs) therapy via boudoir Uh, yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly um yeah I get to see it I witness it right there and that that's just so beautiful to me and that's the same thing in nursing right Right. I see it right there and as a case manager right now and working with people one-on-one I get to see it right here so I guess I'm not maybe that's the people pleaser in me where I get to see that person being really happy at that right at that moment. Maybe, but it sounds to me too, like it's making
0: you happy and yeah. allowing you not only in, in providing this beautiful service and this beautiful product, um, but it feels like sort of the uncaged version of Haley too, where totally. you get to be in your creation, your creativity, as you said. And there's been a lot of change, not just for I was going to say not just for everybody. Yes, for everybody, Anna. There's been huge. Let me just reframe that. (laughs) Since you and I recorded a podcast together, there has been monumental change in the world at large. There has been huge shifts. People have had to close businesses. They have had to rethink their career path. They have had to root into what their values are and what's really meaningful and important to them and how it makes you feel, most importantly, how it makes you feel. And for you, I think the goal was, I'm hearing, I just wanted to feel like the full expression of myself. And my question is, do you feel now sort of in this, you're nursing, so you have this help work and this helper work that you went back to. You have the boudoir, do you feel like, there's something next for Haley or does this feel like I found it?
1: Well, you know me, I like to have like 10 businesses at a time. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so done with that. Uh, I think for me, it's like, I, the reason why I had so many businesses or I had so many things on the go is I was searching. Right. I was looking for that thing because I never, I never felt like I had found it yet. And I wanted to try everything. I didn't want to just settle for, for something and be happy with it. I wanted to find the thing, Yeah, you know, and a piece of me has found it. And because I I did talk about I Am Blessed Malabies in a very passionate way, but I never talked about it like I do boudoir. And I know, I see that, I feel that, And and I freaking love it. If right. this turns into a full-time gig, I would be the happiest person on earth. Um, I love nursing, but it it doesn't fulfill me like this does. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I'm restricted. Right. Because this isn't my business. I work for Fraser Health. Right. So I'm restricted to their, their mandate.
0: Yes. And thank God in, in many ways that you did return, because I think your skills and the care that you provide no matter where you are, I think during this time of the world was probably deeply needed. And I know that you do important work there, which is caring for people through the overdose crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say overdose crisis as if it hasn't existed before. It has existed for a very long time, Um, but we've reached peak levels with the pandemic. So, you know, on behalf of literally everybody, thank you for even doing that work at all, for choosing to do that work. When it doesn't necessarily fulfill every aspect of our creativity, it does fulfill kind of a responsibility to what you do best, I guess, in some way. And that must be very difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a sense of responsibility to my family too. So I I know I made the right decision because um, I'm i not, as you know, I'm not a slacker.
0: No, that's for I, sure
1: yeah (laughs) I work my butt off so I work my butt off for my clients and I've seen a lot of um, change and a lot of difference in them and I get little text messages sometimes from people that I worked with like a year ago saying that they've been clean for six months and it's and thank you for like getting me into treatment or you know and I I I still get that yes you know feeling like I've I've I was able to be there for somebody during, during Mm -hmm. all of this. It was wonderful. And yeah, I, I, that's when I'm like, okay, I get why I went back. I went back. The boudoir photography kind of clears it for me. Yeah. 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 Because it's almost like I get to shed all of that, that pain (laughs) as they are and, and uh, just feel like so beautiful and free as, as they do when they leave.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think one thing that I've always known about you too, and what I've always admired about you is that you don't subscribe to what my friend Becky calls all in culture. You don't subscribe to all in culture that you have to choose one path and stick with it forever or choose one path and no others simultaneously that in our work. And I think the world is changing very much. We are not our parents generation. You know, my father was in his job for like, I don't know, 40 years or something in in one job or 35 years, something, something that most of us who probably a lot of people listening are like, I'm not even 35 years old yet. And here, there are people that used to, a whole generation of people, in fact, that used to prescribe to one job forever. And there's still people that do. And frankly, there are times I wish that it was that easy or it felt that easy still in, in our decision-making, but the world is changing. And Careers are changing faster and ideas are coming faster and technology is coming faster and opportunity is coming faster. And you've kind of been, I think, a trailblazer in that way of not subscribing
1: to all in culture. I was... Thinking about like my my photography and looking at pictures and uh, you know I, I don't have a big following or anything and it's really new for me and I, I'm looking at everything and I I can I, I was like okay I want to change this about this I want to change that about that and I get down on myself because I'm really really hard on myself especially you know let's just I think the people pleaser again um, ingrained in me but I thought. Back on um, when I first started making malas, and it, they were awful. <laughs> they were they would break apart. I made them with hemp, and they 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 just didn't last very long. Right. So from that experience, I can be I can look at those boudoir photos and think, okay, there's a lot of growth that's going to happen through through this. All. So you might not like this picture right now. You might not know what to do with it or what you want to do with it right now, but in a, in a couple of years or whatever you know, that you're going to grow and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be even more gorgeous. And, and you're me personally, I'm going to grow. And that person is going to grow. And I can, you can go always go back and re-edit things. And I think I just have a lot more compassion for, for who I am. And so I can go back to nursing and it'd be okay as well. Right. Right. I didn't squirrel it. Oh my goodness. I didn't squirrel. No, that I was scrolling.
0: No, I love that. No, I loved what you've just added in here because I'm looking at the time and thinking, "Oh my god, I can't believe we have to wrap this up now. We're like coming up to that hour, which I feel like we just jumped on 15 minutes ago, which is always how it used to feel when we recorded together and probably you as the editor back then were like, "Could everybody please stop talking? Oh, we are. <laughs> this is running too long. It's is running too long. I don't have time for it." Um But what I wanted to say just to close out, because I think that's such a beautiful takeaway to close us out anyway, which is this stepping into kind of non-judgment in every respect possible, not just about our physical bodies or hopefully our physical bodies, um, but also about where we're at, just where we're at. If you're a beginner at something. Non-judgment. This is only step one. There's more to come. There's evolution to come. There is, as you say, this, our core essence being creativity, like we're moving and evolving, whether we think we are or not. We're always changing. We're always learning something new. Something new will come tomorrow, if we just continue to kind of put one foot in front of the other and to stay grounded in our values and what we really, really feel is important and what moves us and drives us and continues to drive us. And Haley, I think you've done such a beautiful job of explaining how that works and how to be in full expression of yourself. If you want to connect with Haley, you can do so on Instagram and Facebook at Boudoir with Haley. I will have this all in the show notes as well, or her website, boudoir with Haley.com. again that will be in the show notes because half of you out there are thinking how do you spell boudoir as i even would as i was typing it in here so thank you Haley, for being back with me today thank you for being the inspiration that kicked this whole thing off but also for inspiring us to continue on with our creativity and not necessarily always be all in but
1: just be all in for yourself Yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. It feels so good to be back here. I know we're not around a big table with us all together, but hopefully one day soon we can be again.
0: Oh goodness. Wouldn't that be so beautiful? Like the idea of just gathering in rooms with anyone and everyone whenever we feel called to, I mean, it just keeps me moving. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that much. Mm -hmm. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you for joining this edit of the Unapologetic Stories podcast. If you're ready to share your truth and rewrite your personal life story, connect with me at unapologeticstories.com for all the details on speaker training, storytelling, and strategizing your way through this one big life. If you've enjoyed listening, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening app or Apple podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Unapologetic Anna for new speaker training start dates. Until next time, stay brave, stay unapologetic, and keep bringing in your truth.